he, he enjoyed the, the few days off. Those who got off, that is, yeah. Who's ready to go back if you're still off? No. Yeah, we'll have a support group for you starting tomorrow, okay? For all those who don't want to go back to work. Um, I don't know, maybe we'll do it. We'll start a GoFundMe page and you can, you can stay off. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed the break. And um, like what was said, you, you do those days of feasting. Now we're heading into days of fasting. But how many of you know days of fasting sometimes precede, um, you know, the fear of the Lord, the breakthrough of the Lord, the times of actually where we get to feast as a, as a people? Because next week we will look into, um, next Sunday we'll look at fasting. We'll look more particularly about um, why should we do that, the different ways that we can do that also just to prepare ourselves. But um, before we look ahead to, to 2023, which I keep saying to Hannah, how did, it, how did it end up 2023? I don't know. Does anybody else just feel like it's just like, well, you know, where's time going? Um, but it was one of the things that uh, it was actually said at the start, Joy said about, you know, she felt like the Lord says, this could be a year of did that happen? And that strikes to me about the goodness of God, where the, the wonder of God, where God does things that is beyond our, um, you know, wildest dreams and imaginations, anything that we could dream or fathom. And I really feel like, um, looking back over the past, you know, past year, you know, we, I know Joy joked about all of the outreaches and different things we've done, but we've done a lot. And, and you guys have done a lot, and, and there's stories, and there's, there's words of, of things that are going around this town, and, and, a, and a new way that people can believe church can be done, a new way that people are starting to go, oh, I maybe would, they're starting to have conversations about, oh, maybe I would, you know, come to church, because how do you know, you know, I know the NI statistics haven't come out, but, you know, less than 50% of people now in the UK um, profess to have a faith in Jesus, but um, people might go, oh, no, we're heading on the decline. I just think that's an opportunity to go on the incline, um, and I think this year's a really exciting opportunity, and um, I really do feel like there was something on that where, is that really... Did the Lord just do that? And and at Down Patrick, I feel like we are. Did the Lord just do that? Because, you know, one are we, you know, gathering and being here in a town and having a church the way we have it in a town like this isn't really in a lot of people's radars. But then also the provisions that we've had over the years, you know, um, some of you, I've said this before, but some of you maybe don't realize that we had, when we took on this building, and um, we obviously rented it and we had a lot of work to do to it because, let's just say, we didn't walk into it like this, by the way, you know, um, Pretty sure I could probably still smell the smoke stains off things that we've done in here. And um, we had the, the debt in this building paid in full in a year. Um, and for me, I got to remember that because uh, in two weeks' time, we are going to have a Vision Sunday. And, and in that, you know, we've talked about, I feel like we've been talking about the building for a long time now. <laughs> Anybody just ready to get into it, right? You know, but, you know, um, patience. Let patience have a perfect work. That's what I tell myself all the time. And uh, we are having, we are going into, we don't have, you know, well, Easter and all that jazz, what outreach is what we have, but we're about to head into um, a time of doing a building campaign, and, and I really felt like the Lord says, this is a building, and I'll talk about it a bit more later on, um, we're building for the future, and um, this building is building for the future, and, um, but we have to celebrate the goodness of God that got us here, because how, you, how many of you know where we're going, we need an increase in faith? How many of you know where we're going, we need a reminder of the goodness of God? Because when you stand at the door of your, your promised land, there's always going to be obstacles. And we'll look at um, a couple of passages that do that. But in fitting, because it's a new year, we're, we're starting a new series called uh, New Beginnings. New Beginning. And I know a lot of you have started your New Year's resolutions. The first one is to get rid of the turkey trimmings that have gone from your plate to the sides. Um, 
and I'm not looking anywhere in particular, and um, more myself. And uh, New Year's resolutions about, you know, maybe reading the Bible more, all different things of, of spiritual, spiritual growth, maybe physical exercise, all those different things, maybe emotional breakthrough where you want to, you know, lower levels of anxiety or, or get breakthrough in relationships, all different things that are good to bring in into the new year. But as we embark on this new year and as we have a vision Sunday, you know, we're about to uh, we're about to embark on a new building, but also in a couple of weeks' time, and I'm sure some of you've heard, um, we're about to present to you guys, uh, for Journey Down Patrick, we are in a really continual healthy place, and we're getting healthier every time. From We're no longer a church plant. We're now entering into being very sustainable, and, and we're working hard in the background to continue to do that. Um, but we want to present to you guys elders for, for Down Patrick, people who we've been praying about, who we've been asking the Lord, because we need, how many know as we enter into a bigger building, we need covering, we need protection as we grow, as we bring um, people, as we stand, you know, Scripture talks about being the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. There's no point bringing in people into a house that has no roof. And that's what we want to continue to do. And we've been doing that. And I know some of you have been um, hearing conversations and different things in the background. But it's important that as we come to Vision Sunday, I would encourage you to come. For people you know that haven't uh, been, been here today, invite them to come. Because it's going to be a really good time. I mean, we have an exciting future ahead in Down Patrick. We have exciting times of change and transition that are coming up. And I don't know about you. We often say change is here to stay. You'll either react one of two ways to change. You'll either get really scared and not like it because you like all your ducks lined up. Or actually, you'll go, do you know what? The Lord's sovereign, the Lord's in control, and we begin to move into the, the year of the Lord's favor. So that's one of the things that are coming up as well, okay? But anything when it comes to new beginnings, how many of you know to have a new beginning, you have to finish the, pre- the previous one well? Like starting a, a, a chapter of a new book, you have to finish the other one. Like starting a new season on Netflix, which I'm sure some of you probably did over Christmas, you actually have to finish the first season. We have to finish well in order to begin to begin well. But in between that time, I don't know if you're a bit like me, but the time period between Christmas Day and New Year's Day, you don't really know what day it is. You're going, what's the date? What's the time? And I kept saying, Hannah, feels like a Friday. She's like, I wish it was. That was yesterday. So I get extra days off, you know. Um, but there's this idea of we can, be, we can be stuck in somewhere in that middle ground, okay? And that's what I want to look at. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to go to Deuteronomy 1, okay? We're going to be 19 to 21 and 26 to 28. It should come up on the screen as well. But this is, this is a time where we see Israel um, didn't enter into the promised land. And I really feel like as we're entering into this exciting season, this exciting time, God wants to give us keys, wants to give us insight into how do we do that well, okay? Because how many know we're called to do that well, okay? We're not called to live in between Christmas Day and New Year's Day not knowing what ways up. We're called to thrive, okay? It should come up on the screen. Verse 19 So we departed from Horeb and went through all the great and terrible wilderness, which you saw on the way to the mountains of the Amorites, as the Lord our God had commanded us. Then we came to Kadesh and Barnea, and I, Moses, said to you, you have come to the mountains of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you. Do not fear or be discouraged. And every one of them, and every one of you came near me and said, Let us send spies before us, and let them search out the land for us, and bring back word to us of the way by which we should go up, and of the cities into which we shall come. And then 26 goes on to say, Nevertheless, you would not go up, said Moses, 
but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And you complained in your tents and said, because the Lord hates us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Where then can we go up? I think this gives a really good picture. Maybe you find yourself, anybody else found themselves in, in a season full of faith and then in the next season full of fear. Anybody done that? Is that just me? Where you're like, one moment you're like, I've got all the faith that I could go and, you know, I don't know, move mountains. And then, the, the, you know, in the next wavelength, the next train of thought, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. What am I doing? What have I done? Why did I do this? Why am I so stupid? Oh, and then you, t- you turn back, right? We've all found ourselves in, in those seasons, those times, or those thought patterns in our lives. And what we do when we have seasons of faith, or faith and then seasons of fear, we can get, like I said, trapped in the middle. And today's, uh, the title of today's message is called Trapped in Transition. Turn to your neighbor and say, Trapped in Transition. And say, but not today. But not today. Okay? And as we move from one year into the next, as we're coming up to an exciting time of, of change and, and of, of potential for our community, I believe God's calling us to do this well. And I really feel like as I was praying, as we're leading into a time of prayer and fasting, it's a time of leveling up. It's a time as a church that we level up. You know, some of, we, we might look to a church building that's twice the size and we're going, I mean, numerically, we're not really outgrowing this one. What's going on? Spiritually, we might be going, you know, God, I just about have faith to show up here every Sunday, but then what that building's offering, I don't know if I have the faith for that. Or maybe the mindset, the systems that we might have, the things that we do, the outreaches that we do that, that are sufficient for this space. But then when we go to a bigger space, we might go, God, how do I do that? And what I really love is the week of prayer and fasting is going to be a time where we let go of some things so that we can level up. So I really encourage you to, I know we, you often don't love giving up food, but we look forward to really feel like the Lord wants to lead us into a time of leveling up. I mean, many of us, what's really interesting, many of us in this room, you all would have went through seasons of change. Every single one of you, you would have went through seasons of change, whether it's changing with a newborn, new house, new job, whatever it may be, you know, circumstances, um, passing of a loved one or the adjustment of, of, of new friends, or whatever it may be, we all have had situations where we've had to make adjustments. But these are situational change, okay? These are changes in our life that are situational. And we, we spend so much time getting ready for the situational changes. But we never get ready for the psychological or the spiritual changes that we need in order to walk it out. Maybe you've had a change in your life and you thought beforehand, oh, I've got the faith to do this. And then you're in the midst of that new job and you're freaking out. I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. All of those thoughts go through your head. You've got a newborn. You're loving life, you know, the, the, I say the pre-honeymoon period of when you're getting ready for the baby to come and then the baby comes, you go, what do I do with this thing? There's no instruction manual. How do I run this thing? How do I raise it? You know, all those thoughts that go through your head because we get ready for this change. We will have a change from this space to a new space. That's a location change. But I really feel like the Lord wants to take us into a time where we need, we need to level up in our mindset, in our spiritual life, and in our giving. And oftentimes, people struggle to make the jump or they get caught in between. Because I want to say this, positive change is situational, but effective transition is psychological. And how many know we're called to effectively transition into this new season? As a community, not just about leadership, but as a community, as the people of God, 
as we press into the prophetic vision of what God gives us as a community, you and I are called to effectively transition. Look to your neighbor and say, you're called to effectively transition. Oh, you didn't say, say that again. You are called to effectively transition. That means me too, okay? That means me too, all right? So trapped in transition. See, you're getting implicated in this, okay? This isn't just me speaking to you. You're getting implicated in this, this journey. And I believe, like I says, there's three ways that we can begin to, to look at the people of God as they stood before their promised land that we can learn in this season going forward to this new year, new year of 2023. First one, if you're taking notes, the people of God forgot that God brought them out of Egypt. The people of God forgot that God brought them out of Egypt. See, one of the reasons people don't fully enter into the new chapter that God has for them, like I says, is because they forget what he's done in the previous one. Fear will rise up heading into a new season when we forget the faithfulness that he had in the previous one. How many know God's been faithful to you in 2022? God has been faithful to you in 2022. Why? Because you're still alive. <laughs> he still holds you together. Work, if you don't have anything, work from there and then work your way out, okay? You see, Israel tasted freedom from Egypt but then forgot the faithfulness of God as they stood uh, at the door of their next challenge. I love a Chris Vallon vote that came up. It says, the dogs of doom will bark at the door of your destiny. You see, in times of change, we can either focus on, on God's faithfulness or the fear that is before us. We can focus on the, the fear that stands in front of us or we can remember the faithfulness of the God who is behind us. The God who's got your back. Because what we focus on will dictate the direction we go in life. Over Christmas, and I'm sure you're all the same, over Christmas, Hannah and I, you know, as you have a bit of time to, you know, just to sit and lounge about, the laptop comes out and you start looking at um, holidays. Anybody else been looking at um, on the, all the different things? Who's, yeah, people are starting to laugh. I think it's just because we know January's a long, dark month. We're like, right, if I have hope for the sun, then hope gets me through, right? Um, and you're looking through all the, the deals and, you know, Social media, you're, because everybody is now January, Christmas is over and everyone's skint anyways, but you know, they're hoping they can pay off their future holiday. But as I was looking on <clears throat> the BBC app, I noticed there was a storyline that, that said there was a flight, I don't know if maybe some of you read this, but there was a flight that was leaving from Melbourne, Australia to go to Bali that had, was forced to make a U-turn after four hours in the air. Four, could you imagine kids on that plane? Was, made, was forced to make a U-turn after four hours in the air and go back to Melbourne because it was denied approval to land in Indonesia. All the parents are going, that would be a nightmare. You see, fear, how many know fear can cause us to doubt the direction that we're going in life and to make us turn back and to keep us ever from landing in what God has promised for us. That the goodness that's before us, that fear causes us to doubt the direction, to make a U-turn and to land back where we comfortably came from. But how many of you know that we can't do that heading into this new season? You see, God never denies what he's promised to us. In fact, he always grants us approval to land in what he's promised us because how many know his promises are yes and amen? The flight made a U-turn because of miscommunication. But how many know God never miscommunicates his promises? He never miscommunicates or never goes back on his word. 
You see, faith is knowing that God who was, who has been with us in the past, will be the same God that will go before us. Faith is knowing his nature, even we don't know what's going to be the outcome. Faith is putting trust not in how far we can see, but in how far we can walk with him who leads us into the unseen. Faith in transition is the very thing that keeps you from moving forward. In fact, faith is a pillar of the personality. If you want to be able to move forward in life, to become unstuck, focus on faith, hope, and love. And for today, we'll look on faith. The second thing, if you're taking notes, that kept the people of God trapped in transition is they didn't trust the spies' report. You see, when the spies reported, now listen to this, they reported, it is a good land which the Lord is giving us. How many know there's a good promise that God has before us? That this year, with this building, with, with everything that's going to be transitioned in between, that there's goodness ahead of us? But Israel chose to fear the size of the Amorites instead of putting faith in the promise or even the report that came back to them. You see, they placed faith in the goodness. Instead of placing faith in the goodness of what God had promised, they chose to focus on the size of their obstacle. Like I said earlier, how many of you knew there's always going to be an obstacle before your promise? Anybody else ever had obstacles before your promise? And it's important, and it really is why it's important that we remember what God's spoken to us in the previous season so that we actually can have faith in the next chapter of our lives. First Timothy 1.18 says, I am giving you these instructions, Timothy, says Paul, in accordance with the prophecies made earlier about you, so that by following them, you may fight the good fight. See, maybe you're here and you're fighting to make positive, impactful changes in your life. Maybe, like I said, you want to reduce the levels of anxiety. Maybe you're here, you want to grow spiritually. Maybe you're here and you want to um, get stronger physically. Or maybe you want to have the boldness to, to step out when he speaks to you. We remember the prophetic words that he spoke to us. Maybe you're here and you go, I've never had a prophetic word. Well, here's one. He who began a good work on you will see it into completion to the day the Lord Jesus comes. What he started in you, he will see it through. Because when we remember, when we, when we take note, when we take stock of the things that God's done in a previous season, they build us up. They increase our faith. They take our focus off fear and put it on faith, on his nature and on his goodness. In fact, they just spur you on. Has anybody ever um, maybe read over something that someone said to them or remembered a prayer and the encouragement that you got from that? Over, over Christmas, again, I was, it was actually only the other day, I was, you know, in, in the office and I was pulling through all sorts of different books and journals and things that I had, um, just from, just, just different prophetic words, different things that I've, I've managed just to write down over the years and um, also just some thoughts that I've been processing over the years. And I, I was flicking through some really old ones and on Tuesday, the, the 30th of May, 2017, as a church, we used to meet in, in the St. Patrick's Center. I know a lot of you weren't around in those days, but the humble beginnings of, of Down Patrick, we met in the St. Patrick's Center, and um, on that time, it was Tuesday evenings, wasn't even at a, at a Sunday service, and we just took time to, just to pray into what, 
God, what are you saying for us as a community? What is the prophetic vision of, of Journey Down Patrick? Because we know the core DNA and we know the core values of that we are as a, as a, as a, a Journey Community Church. But what is it about Journey Down Patrick, the, the vision that you have for us? And it was really interesting as, as I was looking back. And um, there was a verse that on Tuesday the 30th of, of May um, that, was, that was shared that night. And I can't really remember full the context. I actually think it might have been Fiona that shared it. And it's from Isaiah 44. And it was something that we really felt the Lord wanted Journey Down Patrick to be in this community. It was something that us, us as a church um, would be, you know, a, an underlying of, of the nature or, or the, what we'd be used for God to do in this area. And it's Isaiah 44, 3, it says, For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and blessing on your offspring. In those early days, we really felt like Journey Down Paddock was to be an oasis in this town. How many of you know we're still called to be an oasis? If you don't know what an oasis is, it's a space, it's a, an atmosphere, it's a, it's a gathering where people can come and find life. They can find refreshing waters where they can um, get encouragement built up and, and they can be equipped And I really believe that God is still calling us to increase, but then also to be a well for those who are living on dry ground. But like this building is, we're building for the future. We're building so that our kids and our, our kids' kids, that, that Down Patrick will be known as a, a holy place, that for generations that, you know, people's family lines would be reorientated. That people will come to know Christ in a new way. And it's like I says, this building, we're building for the future. But how many know that's all well and good that we remember the prophetic words, but moving forward, we can't do it on our own strength. And that's point three, is the people of God, they tried to do it in their own strength. In fact, in Numbers 20, one to two, we see that Moses wasn't allowed himself to enter into the promised land. Because it says this, when he, Moses, pleaded to God for a water source, God told Moses to command a rock to spring uh, through his voice. Yeah. The Lord asked Moses to command water to come out of the rock by his voice. But instead, Moses struck the rock twice with a stick. How many knew we like to reduce God to our own logic? Anybody like to do that? We reduce God to our own logic instead of allowing him to produce the miracle that he promised. We'll need about, and you'll hear more about it, we'll need about 75,000 pounds to bring this building up to, I mean, it's a great building already, but we want to bring it fit for purpose. We're, we're getting a building that is, that is bigger in size, bigger than really what we need, and some might go, we're going to be, you know, a, a small group rattling around in a big building. We can reduce God to our logic. Instead, are we willing to give space for God to produce the miracle that he's promised? How many of you know, you know, spiritual growth is what is, what, is, um, what is declared for this group of people, but also so is numerical growth? Does anybody want to see that building rammed with people morning, noon, and night? We have to begin to see what can God do. That we go, how do we get from this old chapter into our new chapter? And what we do is we go, God, I don't know how you're getting from A to B. Anybody ever know how God gets from A to B? When you figure it out, come and tell me. Because God gets from A to B in his own way. And it's usually through um, 
the miraculous. It's usually through um, provision in all sorts of ways. You see, God leads us down the path that might seem illogical and impossible so that he can do the possible. What's really interesting is, I don't know if you're at the beginning of, the, of Exodus 4, again, Moses was talked about earlier as well, that when Moses pleaded, anybody remember when Moses pleaded with God not to use him because what he said was, I'm not a man of eloquent words. Remember, he, he didn't want to um, be used by God to lead God's people. What I find really interesting in this passage is God asked Moses to use his voice to command water out of the rock because God wants to use that which he thought was his weakness to bring about his power. Let me say that again. God asked Moses to use his voice to bring water out of a rock because God wanted to use what Moses thought was his weakness to bring about God's power. How many know God's not really impressed with how good you are? How many know that God's not really that impressed about how good you are? But in fact, he wants to use, he says, it is in your weakness I am made strong. I want us in 2023 to begin to dream about the impossible as a church. To begin to dream about the illogical. As we enter into a time of prayer and fasting, that we begin to strip away our desires and our thoughts and things so we can capture him. That we will begin to, would you dream for 2023 to be your best year yet? Would you dream that, that God can do the impossible this year? The thing is, when we get long in the tooth and we get round the block and we go round through new years and new traditions and, you know, the same old, the same old, there's new year, same old, we can get into a rut because we've reduced God to our logic instead of allowing him to lead us into his impossible. And this morning, some of you may be going, we actually, you need the grace of the Holy Spirit to get out of that. To ask the Lord this morning, we will have time later on when we take communion, is the Lord needs to shift you. Who's ready to be, I just hear um, Ross from Friends in my head, pivot, pivot. Some of us might need a pivot this morning. I know it's the first Sunday after Christmas, so we're all just waking up out of our hibernation, so right with grace for that. But going into this new year, we need the Lord to pivot us so that we can get into his promises. Because God, how many know, we can either reduce God to, his, to our logic, but really we're the ones missing out in his impossible. Because God never reduces his plans to our logic. He just finds another people group that are willing to press in to the impossible. Because for many years in Down Patrick, and it's not even just a journey thing, it's a, it's a, a really belief for, for this area. The words and the stories and the promises that have been spoken over this, and people get fed up. People give up because they don't see the fulfillment of the promise just yet. But actually God's looking for people that will persevere, will allow themselves to be pivoted, not reduce him to their logic and begin to go, could this be a year where did God just do that? How many want to see this year be, did God really do that? Did a pig just fly? Did that person just get out and walk? Did that person I believe was so hard for the gospel give their life to Jesus? Did my family members start to go, I want to come to church? Did all of a sudden business people and politicians go, there's something about your community. I want what you have. Teach us, lead us. Now, I don't know if I've ever met a humble politician, but that's a joke, by the way, but um, I know a few. That this year we would go, do you know what, God? Pivot my lethargicness. Heal my unbelief. Raise my levels of expectation. I may be afraid of train change and transition 
but Lord, I want you to do something in me this year that I would go, you're good. You can do it. That this year, I, I, would we stand New Year's Eve next year and go, look what God done. And actually, would we stand next year and go, look at the people that God brought. See all those empty seats. Look around. I'm not about to, I am about the numbers game in some ways. But would we look around and go, look at the lives that God restored. Look at the lives that God redeemed. Look at the people that God reached. Would we begin to see um, politicians and drug dealers in our church? And I mean that. Because if we're not creating a place where every person, now not to compare the two because, you know, it's not to say a politician is good and, you know, it's not about judging the heart. But we would be a people that would go, do you know what? God, you've done something. But how do we do that? We allow him to take us through a season of transition into the new beginning. They go, do you know what? God, I'm going to let my control freakness go. I'm not going to reduce you to my logic. I'm not going to let fear redirect me. Instead, I'm staying on course and I'm staying out of the hedges. But what happens is we, like Moses, we want to wave our stick to bring about what God said would be a miracle. That we begin to do it on our own strength. We put our hand on. I often remember when the Ark of the Covenant was coming in and was it Uzzah, where he put his hand on the Ark of the Covenant. God doesn't need your help. He wants to use you to be vessels to bring about his promises. But we have to sometimes step and go, God, you lead the way. Let your presence lead us in to the, to the things that you have for us. Really, when that picture about, um, and then I think it was Uzzah, and he put his hand on the Ark of Covenant, and, and then he died on the spot. It's because we were just God to our logic, to our systems, to our plans and our purposes. And they're good to have, but this year would be a year where we go, God's done the impossible. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. So I'll keep talking about it unless anybody else has anything else better to talk about. Why don't uh, the band, Josh and Mara, come back up? It's in times of transition and change that God isn't looking, like I said, to see how good we are, but that we would trust that he has the power to bring us through it. That as a community, we're called to transition well. That as a community, we're called to level up. But also personally, you're called to go through seasons of change. That this new year, we would get rid of the, the bad habits, as Ed here and saying. That we would shake off the things that are not of the Lord. That we enter in this next um, prayer and fasting. And we, that we, over this next week, I encourage you to go, Lord, what, let's prepare for a week of prayer and fasting. Would you go, Lord, what is it, some of the things you maybe want to remove so that I can enter into your favor? We're going to go into a time of, of communion. Now, if the guys here who are serving that want to come up. A lot of us can get, fall into the trap of thinking that seasons of success are down to a date change. That it's down to a new year, new me. Anybody heard that floating around? And what we do is we, we reduce our transformation to the mercy of a year change instead of the grace of a merciful God. Let me say it again. We reduce our transformation, God's ability to do the impossible in us and through us to a year change to a date change, instead of act to the mercy of a date change, instead of allowing it to be to his grace and his mercy. How many of you, God wants this year to be your best year yet? God has destined you to win. 
God is, has poured out his favor, has given you his promises, has given you a hope and a future to press in to the things that he has for you. I'm excited about what God has for us, but I'm also excited what God has for you individually. That it's maybe an alpha course that you come to and we get into the real questions of life, getting signed up for a small group or um, maybe asking God to, to speak to you about investing in a building. All different things that we'll talk about in coming weeks. There's plenty for us to not sit trapped in transition, to stay stuck, or to be people that aren't willing to be pivoted. Because we will never see God do the impossible. We will never see this town in revival if we're not willing to Him to pivot us into His promises. So as you stand, I want us to go into communion because it's important that we, as we, yeah, you can stand, as we go into this, that we dedicate, we consecrate this year and we do it with the Lord. That through the cross, Jesus' cross and resurrection, we are one with him. That this year we don't walk alone, we walk in his power and his grace. And beginning this year, I really believe, is, is not only just a prophetic statement, but actually it's the thing to do because we then partake in his grace and his connection and his resurrection. So as, we, as you come forward for communion, that you would dedicate this year in your heart. I believe we do, we'll do it together because we're dedicating this year as a community to him, this new building, the, the change and transition. We're dedicating it all to him. That's what I want us to do corporately. But individually as well, as it's twofold. I want you to come and dedicate this year to him and say, Lord, I'm not doing this year without you. I ask for your grace. I ask for your mercy to rain upon me. That you pour your rain on the dry lands in this community and the dry lands in me, Lord. That would spring up a well. That there would be an oasis in this town. There would be an oasis in me. Because we stand at one of the most exciting times in Down Patrick's history. I really believe it. It's why we're here. We stand on the cusp. I really believe of the greatest revival this town could ever see. I really believe it. I don't reduce God to my logic. I, re, I, I increase my logic to his impossible. And so this morning, you stand at the cusp of your greatest breakthrough, your greatest miracles personally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And so as you come and you partake in his body and his blood, that you would know that with him all things are possible. So Father, this morning, as we come, we partake in your grace. We partake in your favor. We commune with you, Lord, knowing that we step in to this new season, this promised season with you, Lord, and you're leading your people into your promised land. So Father, I just pray, would you come upon your individuals this morning as we come to be one with you, Lord. We give this year to you. We consecrate our lives to you. We increase our hope, our faith, and our expectation, knowing that you're a good God, that you're faithful in the previous season, you will be faithful in this. So Holy Spirit, come. Let's come forward for communion.